From the Hagley Center for the History of Business, Technology, and Society, this is Stories from the Stacks. My name is Audrey Russick, and I'm an Anderson Fellow in American Studies at Carleton College. I am currently finishing research for my book manuscript. The book looks at restaurants as not only spaces of leisure and of eating out, but also as sites of consumer change. And in particular, I look at ways in which restaurants as these sites of change reflected larger national debates, in particular debates around public health. And so the chapter that I'm working on here is on sanitation, essentially the history of of sanitation and efforts to keep restaurants clean from 1915 through the mid-1960s. There's a lot of fantastic material. I've been looking at the Pullman papers. William Pullman was really invested in the idea of the total concept restaurant, the theming of all parts of the restaurant, but in particular, too, he spent a fair amount of money in his designs on designing bathrooms, which are part of what I look at with restaurant sanitation. I triangulate the kitchen and the dining room and, and restaurant um, bathrooms as all being um, important contributors to the sanitary environment of the restaurant. In addition to Palman's work, I look a fair amount at the trade catalogs that are here at Hagley. And in particular, what I do is I look at the different types of objects that catalogs advertise to the industry at large. So, for instance, one of the things that I've been looking at here at Hagley is how the customer is not always right. You know, the assumption that problems are coming from the kitchen, right? They're coming from um, improperly prepared food, food that's set out too long, harried, you know, wait staff that, you know, isn't paying attention. But in fact, customers cause a number of problems on their own. So some of my findings from the trade catalogs and the objects. Well, first of all, I mean, customers are just sloppy. So there's lots of advertisements for fireproof upholstery so that restaurants don't have to replace the upholstery or, or fix it as much when customers have burned it with cigarettes or cigar butts. I'm starting in the 1920s was the suggestion that restaurants purchase sugar pourers instead of sugar bowls. The reasons that ad copy for these suggests that it's not just to keep out dust and flies, which keeps the sugar more sanitary, but it's also to keep consumers from dipping wet spoons into the sugar, thereby having the sugar clump. What's also kind of implicit in this description is that We don't know, for instance, whether the wet spoon is because it's just been stirred in coffee or tea or because it's been licked by the the patron. A couple of other fun ones that I found, urinal screens, galvanized steel trash cans meant to, if not prevent, at least contain fires. Tabletop or wall-mounted bottle openers because customers were destroying furniture by opening bottles on tables or chairs, chip-resistant glassware and plates, different kinds of plastics or materials, as well as upholsteries that are resistant to destructive behavior. And this is not unfamiliar territory. What's, I think, fun about it, though, is that there's historical evidence for this not just being a kind of recent phenomenon, but in fact has been a long-term industry problem. Gagley's a a wonderful place to to do research. There are a lot of um, unexpected finds, which is always one of the delights of doing archival work. Everyone here is incredibly helpful, and yeah, it's a great place. To learn more about the Hagley Museum and Library, and to listen to more stories from the stacks, please visit us online at hagley.org. That's H-A-G-L-E-Y dot O-R-G.